Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. As of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. What are you doing, man? You heard me rapping, right? The trespass. And you owe me a fucking new door. I'm looking for something in an engagement ring. Yeah. Gold. <laughs> You're looking for a coroner. Shift the brains. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. <laughs> All out of bubble. You think that when you die, you go to heaven. You come to us. Thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson and I'm your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What is going on, Metalheads? Thank you for tuning in to the Halloween special of the Metal Forge. 
I am Mark Jackson, and I am your host for this extra spooktacular edition of the Metal Forge. And tonight, in the witching hour, I have Vanek. You know Vanek. He's from the Vanek Band, Midnight, Vandalis, and so many more awesome projects. But we're going to be talking about his newest album, along with so much more. Like studio stuff. Hey, it's me. I'm Mark. I'm back. Kind of got a little possessed there for a second, but it's all good, right? Because it's extra spooky today. And if you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, drop by Better Days Record, 921 Barrett Avenue. Give me a visit. Just say, come in and say, hey, what are you doing? I'm going to be playing the Phantasm soundtrack in there today at some point. And, ooh, I don't know what else is going to happen. I'm going to try and find some spooky shit in in the bins and see what I got. Just come on in. Come say, hey. Shoot me a message, you know, do that thing. But anyways, how how are you guys? Hope y'all dug the Jerome Marshall of Hate Monger episode that came out this past Friday. I had a great time doing it. Jerome is such an awesome guy. I can't wait to see them again. I, I really need to get out more and make make my way to a lot of these other cities like Chicago and Indy and Columbus and Cincinnati and uh, those cities around me that, you know, within four or five, six hours drive time because, I mean... You only live once, they say, right? Right. Damn, that possession is keeps coming back here. But anyways, this is a Halloween episode. What was your favorite Halloween candy? Mine, personally, I always loved, and I know I'm going to get this shit because everybody hates it, kind of like candy corn and circus peanuts, but I always liked Tootsie Rolls. For, for some reason, I don't know why the soft-serve chocolate candy like that is totally cool. I was never a really big fan of, like... You know, the big, uh, you know, the fun size candy bars and stuff like that. Yeah, they're cool, but, you know, the Tootsie Rolls, they, they did it. And I like the fruit, like, taffy Tootsie Roll thing, too, that they, they came out with. I know it's kind of basic, but, hey, it's what I like. It's what I like. And that's what I like. It reminds me, you know, if you mixed a little vodka with it, you'd have, like, a white Russian and a candy. <laughs> but I'm getting my drink on here, as you can hear. My, my white Russian here in the witching hour at the Metal Forge. Down below, there are links to the sponsors. And without you guys supporting them, they can't support the Metal Forge either. And I am so grateful that you all do help these businesses. Whether you're listening to their podcast, you're buying instruments from them, you're going and getting tattoos, you're going to the Discogs page. Thank you all so much. And continue to please support all of these guys. You know, Ageless Art, Tattoo and Piercing, Mom's Music, Maxwell's House of Music, Better Days Records, Unchained Tapes, Mercenary Press, The Wrestling Steve Show, The Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast, The It's Gonna Get Weird Podcast. Keep supporting those guys because every bit helps us at the Metal Forge and it helps them too. Also, making sure you all uh, click on the Spotify playlist as well. You get to hear all of the previous uh, bands that have been on the show, and you'll be supporting those people as well, too. Thank you all. We're going to go ahead, and we're going to get into some uh, Vanek here. We're going to play some awesome Vanek tunes. This is from Vanek 2, Dark Season. This is Jack's Lantern.
metalheads i am being joined here on this special halloween edition spooky season coming to an end unfortunately with vanik you all know who vanik is he's been on the show before vanik dude how are you doing? <laughs> what's going on man oh uh, you know nothing much just uh right now just sitting in my basement staring at my movies gonna try to figure out which one i'm gonna watch i mean that's always the hard part because you're like oh yeah i can watch this one nah but wait a minute i forgot about this one and then i'll pull a whole stack out and then at some point i'll decide but it usually takes me forever dude i feel you on that because this obviously october is such an awesome fucking month to watch any type of horror movie and i like watching them all year long but like the the special ones to me that mean something i like to save like phantasm i don't like to watch it all year long i like to watch it you know in that time like yeah. the, like the universal monsters i love watching yeah. those in october and i'll usually pick like you know Black Sabbath and Frankenstein and the Bride of Frankenstein and Dracula and, and just some other cool stuff, but I don't like to watch them all at the same time. Yeah. You know, I like to, you know, spend like a Friday and watch like Frankenstein and the Bride and go from there. I totally get what you're saying about you just sit there and be like, Oh, I want to watch this, but I want to watch this too. And it's like, fuck. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. No, like you said, though, I mean, there's a lot of those movies I'll watch throughout the year. So I guess in some ways, Halloween doesn't really matter. But being that we're in October, I'm like, well, I got to watch it. I got to cram all this other stuff in here. And it's just like, there's so much. There's just so much. But it's, it's all good. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, do you have a preferred media type? Are you a VHS guy? Or do you? No. Do you do I, the DVDs? I and DVDs. Yeah. Right. DVDs. On. You know, I was speaking with a friend of mine. He's a tattoo artist at Ageless Art Tattoo Shop that sponsors the show. And we were talking about he had, like, Girlfriend from Hell. And he found it on VHS because it's the only thing he could do. And I was like, dude, you need to digitize that and, like, run off, like, a bunch of fucking copies for people. Yeah. Because that's the cool thing is, like, there's a, so many of these, like, B-grade horror films from the 70s and 80s that on, and early 90s that were only released on VHS. And you'll never find a, di a DVD copy anywhere. Yeah. I, I'm and totally I mean, hound for do, that. I do have, like, here's my thing. Like, I, I, I prefer DVD because it's a little bit easier. I, I mean, it's not really easier. But I have everything. I have a VCR down here. I have a DVD player, Blu-ray player, cassette player, record player, and, you know, I could put a CD in the DVD player, whatever. Right. So my thing is, is, like, if I'm looking for something, I'll look at whatever format I can get it in. Like, if, if it's something that's, like, and I'm not going to pay, like, I'm not the type of person that just drops ridiculous money on something. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, if I find a movie that's, like, a a stupid B movie. I'm not going to pay $50 for it. It's like if I find it like VHS for like five bucks, I'll buy it. Absolutely. Like, whatever. I want to watch it. Definitely. You know? 
but yeah. I, I, I want to get a laser player, actually. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I have a laser. Di- we have a laser disc player at our studio. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so ridiculous. It's just like a, such a ridiculous format. I mean, it looks cool. You can hang on a wall. It's like a gold record. Right. What you should do, actually. Yeah, you might as well just get one. I Put have, your band's logo in <laughs> I have one Laserdisc, and it's Jurassic Park. Oh, nice. <laughs> but it's it, it's like gatefold. It's four, it's like nope. four sides, <laughs> and it's absolutely yeah, ridiculous. It's, I mean, but the quality, I mean, they. I think they, they, they compare Laserdisc quality to Blu-ray, I think. I think the, the audio is. I think the oh, audio is. The, audio. the video, yeah. I think, is still that of which well, would be like DVD quality. That's because of the technology when they shot those movies. Yeah. Now, if they were, if, if they remastered them or shot them, you know, and they pressed, put it on a, a laser disc, it might be better. I don't know. Which, you know, uh, is, is interesting to me because cassette technology has come back around. Everybody is yeah. releasing stuff. You release stuff on cassette. And yeah. so many bands do exclusive cassettes and so on and so forth. I don't see laser coming back anytime soon. No, it's so <laughs> just expensive. like Betamax. No, and that's the thing. Cassettes, cassette is super cheap. I don't like them. I, I honestly, I think they sound like shit. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, they're not really appealing. I mean, I like them because, you know, I have a cassette player down here and I'll put them on and it, it works. It works. But like compared to the other formats, I mean, it's, I would rather listen to a record, you know, cassettes. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Like how it came back. Like even doing the, the new Vanek thing, um, like it, everybody's pushed back. The, the, the cassette plans are even backed up. It's, it's wild. Yeah. Imagine a laser disc freaking, <laughs> they start doing those now. I mean, I can't imagine. You know, there's a, there's a, uh, bootleg company out there called Kunaki. And I've brought yeah. this up to quite a few people. And, uh, shout out to Adam Neal for turning me on to these people because they do single press vinyl. Oh, I, I know Adam. Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, they do single press vinyl there and DVD and Blu-ray and CD and all that shit too. I'm waiting for them to get into like the cassette game and, you know, just whatever kind of weird media that you want to do. I'm sure that they could facilitate it at some point. <laughs> you so, know, I, I wonder. I wonder if at some point, because like, you know, the way it it had worked, it was something new would come out and then something new and so forth. Now that everything's digital, like, I wonder if now everything's just going to be at a leveling level playing field because like, I mean, they're not even making cars that have CDs, CD players in them anymore. So that was like the big thing for CDs is like, we can list this in the car and it sounds good. So now that that's out of here, so it's like, I think a CD, a tape, a record, all those are kind of the same. It's like, well, here's a format. Which one do you want? You know? Definitely. You know, my first vehicle when I turned 16, I got a 87 Dodge Dakota truck that had a factory CD player in it. Oh, wow. And when I got it, it was probably 2001. So the burn, okay. the, the CD burning had just really came into effect, you know, where you could burn yeah. shit at home and all that. It would, it was so old of a CD technology that it would not play CDRs. Oh, I have, yeah, I have one of those CD players. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. It's like, yeah, it's like, what? Come on. The, this should be able to play this. It's the same, te- it's the same thing. Oh, uh, dude, it's wild. I have. So many of those blank CDs just like hanging around because at some point I'm like burning everything. Like even if it's one song of a stupid idea I came up with like a year or for whatever, I I, I still have it. Um, and it's just so much of those CDRs. <laughs> right, because you would buy a spindle of like a hundred of them. Yeah. And because yep. it was the most cost effective way. And yes, I've definitely wasted so many of them in the past. I've even used them as coasters on the, on the studio table just because. Yeah. <laughs> no, you got to put, no, you got to do is I, 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 in my basement, I have one of these, uh, like a bar top that my wife and I made. You put bottle caps in there and then you pour epoxy. Oh yeah. But you could do that with, like with the CDs, man. Just throw a bunch of CDs in there. I'm, I'm going to think I'm going to do something like that. Looks, looks fucking cool. I've always wanted yeah. to do that with a table with CD, uh, like jackets, 
Yeah. Where you'd, you'd take oh, yeah. the, the booklet and put it on the table and then like either epoxy over it or like mod podge over it. Probably epoxy would be the best way. But yeah. Yeah. Your crafting tips here on the Metal Forge. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, sure. we're going to do a how to, a how to episode. Well, yeah, because, <laughs> but because the last time we were talking, you were, you were out in the garage and you were, you were making some stuff for stage show. You were making yep. some stage props. So, which is super yep. cool that, you know, that you do that because I've done yeah, that. I was, actually, and I, think, I was debating actually before I called you, I'm like, should, should I call him in the basement or should I go in the garage? <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. Continuity is, is key, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, you're right. It's starting to get cold out there and I'm, I'm not, yeah. I'm not ready for the, for the winter time yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I typically don't give a shit, but like right now I'm just like, eh, I'm just gonna fucking chill. I mean, my, my fucked my hand up. So I'm trying to like kind of not do too much of, uh, you know, work stuff in a garage. So I'm just trying to relax it a little bit, even though I just played on Saturday. So definitely, definitely. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.com bigcartel.com Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that to distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Entrails and Thrills, the new album, came out earlier this month. Tell me about it. Yeah, I mean, so like like all the other stuff I do, I just start with a song, and then I'm writing songs constantly. I'm already writing. I already have more Vanek songs already, you know, in the process. So I just keep writing them, and wherever it takes me, it takes me. So originally, I was going to do another full length, but I, I got caught up doing a bunch of other stuff. But I, we did record 10 songs. Like, I have 10 songs that were done for this Entrails and Thrills, because I was thinking of doing a Vanek 4, for example. But as I was... As I finished everything, I put it all together, and it just didn't like. I thought the songs, the flow, wasn't as good to me. I was like, ah, I don't know. I I would hate to just put this out there just like that. So I'm like, I got. I was trying to brainstorm ideas, and then I had a bunch of like these spooky Halloween tracks that I always come up with um, in my basement and I had a bunch of them done so I'm like you know what would be kind of cool to do or Jamie actually from Midnight he kind of was like dude why don't you do like a, a best like Vanek release where it has both of your kind of styles in there so I'm like that's actually kind of a good idea and I could do it on cassette because it's side A and a side B side A being a heavy metal, just basher side, and side B, be the spooky sounds, you know, where people are trick-or-treating or whatever. And they can kind of keep rotating during October, of course, um, which would make the most sense. But so that's kind of where it ended up. So it started as something completely different, really, and ended up being a cassette. And I would have done vinyl, but problem with vinyl is the, you know, the turnaround times are like a year, and I'm like, I'm already going to be done with another release, so I almost have to be ahead of the game one year or something. Right. Well, so, with, with your releases that you've already had, I mean, if it's a year from now before you're getting vinyl for this, I would think it would probably be another two albums that you've probably got done. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's fucking wild, dude. Like, it's, that's the only thing that bums me out. I'm like, yeah, you know, I would like to have a vinyl of it, you know, but it's just so difficult to do in a lot, you know, in a, in a normal pressing with, 
you know, getting it back in time. Cause like I, I, I typically go in the studio around the same time with the Vanek stuff, which is mainly, which is mostly March, April, maybe. I don't know. I got spring into summer, somewhere around that area is when I usually record the Vanek stuff. So, but by that time, even, even if I finished something in March, I still wouldn't have it in time by Halloween. To oh, absolutely. No, definitely not. Even, even if you had like a seven inch pressed. Yeah. It, it, there's just no way possible unless you were going so far as to getting something from like the Czech Republic or something where, you know, they, they do a lot of these bigger prints of things, but even still the shipping cost at that point would be ridiculous. Yeah, it is. I mean, we, we, we lucked out with the Vandalist one though, because we finished that one. I don't remember. Actually, no, it was kind of later in the game. Actually, I think the Vanek one and the Pandalus one, the Masters were done pretty much pretty close to the same time. But my brother found a company who does CDs, Atomic Disc, I want to say, is the name of the company. And then they just started doing records and their turnaround times were like, super quick and like we only did a limited run of the vandals i think we only did 100 because they said we could do 100 in you know what was it 14 weeks and we're like shit we can have that like this year so we ended up doing it and we got it back and we're like wow we're lucky because everybody else is is out a year at least you know so there's just so many bands out there and everybody is releasing something on vinyl these days all every independent band i mean not to mention, you know, you've got these other, you know, major companies that are going through the same places that we go through. Like if we go through disc makers, you know, I've went yeah. through disc makers before and you've got major label corporate corporations going through them as well obviously we're going to get our shit pushed to the side if you know kelly clarkston's putting out a fucking new album <laughs> yeah and and they go through and they go through it with the vinyl as well and it's just yeah there's so much material that's being released because of covid and everybody's had time to write and re- and yeah remotely record and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, even I noticed that even with the studio, it's like so many bands are wanting to record records now, which is awesome, you know, but, but everybody wants to record a record. So it's got to come out, you know, on something. So, and yeah, that's what, like the rec, the vinyl is just like, forget about it. <laughs> well, absolutely. And I'm not a, I'm always an adamant supporter of physical media yeah of any type whether it be cd tape record whatever i will buy digital if i have to if that's if that's the only way i can get it but like in this market it's really hard because again records are taking a year to come out and if somebody's releasing something you know november 1st on digital and cd and you know at the same time and well it's going to be you know, September or October of next year, next year before you get your, your pre-ordered vinyl copy. It's almost as if it's more just a collector piece at that point. It is, but that's really, you're right. I mean, cause you know, digital's instant, dude, I can, and, and like, I kind of like it because I'm like, for me, it's like, I have ideas that just spew out. So it's like, I have so much I want to do. And it's like, I'm almost held off from the physical media. It's like, well, fuck, I got to wait now. It's like, I would rather just be like, all right, here's these three songs. Bam, put it out. There it is. And then, okay, here's these three songs. Bam, here you go. You know, it's, uh, I mean, that's the good part about digital. But then again, you know, there's also other issues. Oh, absolutely. There's been bands where I've, I've bought the vinyl and had to wait from last year. And finally, and finally getting it. And it's just like, do I really want to listen to this right now? Because I've listened to it yeah. so many times over the yeah, last you're, year. No, dude, you're right. You're out of the moment. Like the, the album came out. And that's why I'm kind of like, you know, even with this in trails and thrills, I'm like, well, am I even going to bother doing the final of it? Because like, it's already going to be a year that it was, it's been out. And like people have heard this stuff. I mean, they can go on I, Apple Music on their phones and listen to it right now. You know, right. you could do that. You know, so why? What the hell? You get the vinyl, like ah, sweet. But then again, I have buddies though who are pretty much that's the only thing they listen to. And like, if I don't put anything on vinyl to them, it doesn't exist. Here's you know? something I've noticed with your Bandcamp page, and I noticed this with something else that you had done. Uh, prior to because this was a cassette uh, release and obviously the digital is there as well it's two tracks it's side a and it's side b yeah i 
I like that because it it, it gives too. this kind of weird. It it makes you feel like you're listening to the tape that way. Yeah, I know people are pissed. Like, as dude, like, dude, why the hell don't you have them separate? I'm like, well, I don't want you to fucking separate them. This is the way it's supposed to be, man. I wrote, I put these songs together to kind of flow like this. So it's like you put them in a playlist. Oh, it doesn't go to that next song. It goes to Iron Maiden or whatever, whatever is the next song in the playlist. And it's going to be weird to me. So it's like, you know, now I did release the digitals with them separate, but I'm like, you know what? With this tape, I think it only makes sense if you listen to it like that right which is so cool because you're putting people in that moment of this collection of songs goes together yeah yep and that's and that's super rad to me because yeah and like no sorry i don't mean to cut you off like but like um like for example if you okay so i did just release the digital versions of them with them separated now the song the witch for example the digital version goes right into the heavy part and now in the cassette i did like an acoustic intro you see that was something that works in context i was listening to it and as i was, after this is after i finished it i'm like dude i'm gonna do an acoustic intro just because it'll sound cool like a black sabbath how they would do like a cool acoustic segue piece then going into you know a, a rocking tune or whatever the hell but like i'm like it worked perfect when for the side A, side B type of deal. But when it's on its own, it doesn't. So I mean that context is key. Definitely. And and like I said, it's it's a great idea because it, it, it really drives uh, the listener, I think, to encompass the actual thought, the, cool. the, the concept of something. It's just like um, Minstrel in, or not Minstrel in the Gallery, uh, Thick as a Brick by Jeff yeah. Tull is, you know, 45 minutes of music and it's two songs. It's, you know, side A and side B and it's made to, to do exactly what you were just doing. There's no yeah, but there's it, no skips in it. <laughs> I know, and that's that made music so much more immersive when it was like that. You know, I mean, it's not just the playlist thing where it's like, I mean, you're focusing on that one record. It doesn't really matter how many songs. Like if it's on an LP, what matters is you have a side A and a side B. There's going to be music on this side and that side, so you're going to listen to it all the way through. You know, you're not going to skip songs, and it's like. That just made, like I said, made it more immersive because you're there moving the record, flipping it, and you're listening to the music, and you're becoming a part of what's happening, you know, whereas you don't really get that with the digital stuff. Oh, absolutely. You know, this past year, I started working part-time in a record store here in Louisville. We play vinyl in the store and that's one of the things that i do is like i will go on and we'll play the entire album so we'll play side a and side b you know unless somebody comes up and says hey man can you can you let me hear this can you play it and we'll play something else like a single track or something but right that's one of the things like with playing nothing but vinyl in the store playing the entire album of something and just listening to the the concept behind the album yeah it it it, it just it's it's cool i don't know it's it's hard hard to explain some of that stuff like i'm just like i just know when i'm listening to an album i'm like i I don't need to do any i don't need to touch anything i just want to listen to it like don't talk shut the hell up get immersed in let me listen yeah let me listen to this fucking album right now you know so yeah it's weird because i get pretty stubborn too when i'm listening to music because a lot of times i'm like especially if it's something new um and it's a record it's like i don't want to have and talking i just want to kind of listen to it and understand it when you when you listen to a, say a new album say the new iron maiden album that came out are you one to put it on and listen to the entire thing in one sitting Iron Maiden? No. They're just in general. (laughs) No, I I was using that as an example because it just recently (laughs) came out. But in general. I I like Iron Maiden, but yeah, that one I have to say no because it's like four hours long. But, um, yeah. It's it's only 82 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. I know. (laughs) I'm stubborn. No, but like a normal 30 minute record. Yeah. I mean, like I, I do, I want to listen to it through because again, it, that's part of the artist interpretation. I, well, at least it was 
back in the day, they wrote a record to kind of all flow together and work together. You know, there were, there were, those were so important. Like there's so many people behind an album pre-1990 or even in the 90s. Oh yeah. That they were, you know, focused on getting the songs to flow right. I mean, at some point they wanted to have hits and stuff in there to make a you know, bigger, you know, pop record or whatever. But the sequencing and all that stuff was super fucking important, man. Like, I don't think that's a, important anymore no I mean, because why? it's the the single era yeah absolutely again, right. again you know and and whereas in the 50s and 60s everything was based off of singles and now here yeah. in the 2000 teens and 20s it's based in singles again yeah it's it's not yep. album rock which i've always wanted to create album rock yeah and, i like and, and that's what i like yeah definitely for sure yeah so what do you have new coming up you, I know this is just here recently released, but you said you've already got songs ready for something new. And I know you just had the new Vandalis come out as well. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So we got that and I think we want to kind of, um, play a couple gigs. Like we're, we might do a couple of things even at our studio spot where, you know, like a live kind of, we have a back room where there's, you know, we'll you put a stage and have our PA out there and have some people, um, and do a couple of gigs. Because, you know, that band too, it's like, I mean, it was before this album, I think it was only a year for, from the previous one. So we've been pumping those out and it's like, we got to start playing the songs and checking them out and seeing how they work. But, um, but anyways, moving forward. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've got, I'm writing every, well, in October, I don't cause it's Halloween month, but once November hits, I'm going to get back in and, you know, keep on writing. Like I got, like I said, I have five other Vanek songs because there were 10 that we recorded and five that, uh, I guess you could say didn't make the record. So I'm going to do something with those. Um, I had a couple ideas, one of them being just do a couple singles release with those and basically, um, do like super, super limited CD. Like I have these like vinyl CDs that came with like these blank um, white jackets that you nice. can put the CDs in. And I, and I was thinking about drawing artwork personally on them and doing only like a handful and put one song on each one and, you know, release them digital. So at least the, the, the physical part of it will be super, 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 I guess you could say rare. Definitely. That sounds rad. I, I always like the whole DIY limited edition print of things. Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense nowadays. I'm not trying to do it to be difficult. It's just like, well, dude, it's stupid because you can listen to shit on your phone instantly. Right. So, I mean, there's people who won't, but they can buy a physical copy if they want. And you have the option to. But even if it's like super limited, I'll hit up all my buddies first and say, hey, what do you want? Would you like, I'll make sure I have enough so I can give you a copy or whatever. Um, but like, you know, it is kind of limited. So make it really cool. Make it personable. Like I'll, I'll draw on it. I'll write my name on there. I'll draw stupid. I'm not a good artist. <laughs> But, but I'll try, you know, I don't care. You well, know? definitely. You know, years ago, my first album, uh, well, my band Overload's first album, the, it was total DIY. It was uh, a copied handwritten lyric sheet that was put in there. And yeah. uh, the the cases were spray painted black. Yeah. I mean, it Dude, was to total DIY. But there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's it's like there's a lot of hard work, and it was by the artists themselves. I mean, I think that's super cool. Like, I'm all over that kind of stuff. Like, you know, you, anybody can just go to any plant and press whatever they want. Yeah, and when you, you actually know, put the thought into it and saying, okay, how do we make this happen just on its own? Yeah. For sure. I, I get that 100%. So, awesome. So, you've got five songs currently for the new Vanek and yep. po possibly five or however many more. Ten songs seems to be the round number for most things I've noticed. Eight, uh, between yeah. eight and ten. I think anything for me personally, if it gets anything more than that, if it's like 12, 13, or 14 songs, I'm just kind of like, all right, where are we going? Where are we worry. going here? <laughs> I start to worry like when a band's like, hey, we got a new record out. Here's the track listing. And then there's 14 songs. I'm like, oh, shit. That's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Unless it's DRI or SOD. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like even, even, yeah. 
the, yeah, one of the songs that like a minute or a minute and a half. Like, okay, I get that. You know, there's certain bands you're like, well, you know, okay, well, yeah, obviously there's 22 songs on Nunswater's album or whatever. And it's still um, a 14 minute album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, very well put. <laughs> right. Right. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like, like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. So let's get into some general profile questions for you. Again, this time it's going to be a little bit different than than what was when you were here the last time. Cool. What was your favorite TV show growing up? My favorite TV show. I used to like like growing up as like a young young lad or like a fucking deranged teenager. Something that, oh. a, sh- a show from your youth that you were fond of. Let's just say that. Well, I've always like like for me like when I was younger that Goosebumps came out um and I liked that. I was always drawn to that because of the Halloween aspect. Definitely. Probably um yeah, I would have to go with that. I, I I'll probably remember when I get off the phone, but right now that's what comes to my head. Beer or whiskey? Whiskey now. Whiskey now? <laughs> yeah, I used to love beer. I was big into beer. Like, you know, I love German beer and shit like that. Oh, yeah. But, like, now I, I'm always kind of, it, it's it's my, the poison that kind of doesn't make me feel like shit. If I stick to whiskey the whole night, man, I'm good. Now, are you a shot guy or do you like it, like, on the rocks? Do you like it neat? Are, are you sipping it or are you are you, like, completely going, like, full crazy nah man i, I don't know I'm, I'm pretty casual with my drinks i mean i i i i'll drink on the rocks or i'll throw some coke in there definitely you know any particular Jack brand coke. nah not really it, it all not, it all I'm works the same <laughs> yeah right you know i mean of course there's things that taste better than others i mean I've, i went over a buddy's house he had like 15 year aged I don't know what it was, but it was great. It tasted good. But at the end of the day, if somebody had a bottle of Jack Daniels, I would have been just as happy. Big question here. Priest or maiden? These days, man, I definitely have to go with priest because I gotta say, like, you know, you got it. I got an Iron Maiden, awesome artwork. It was metal. You know, it was, that was what metal was for me you know i mean i was more of a maiden fan in the beginning but nowadays i realize that priest is always i mean they've had their ups and downs of course too but like their latest album not to say it was the greatest one but it's still metal man it sounds heavy you know it's judas priest i mean it's that's what you expect with judas priest i guess oh, yeah. to play you know absolutely and like like you know going with maiden i feel like it's the newest one i'm like it doesn't sound like a heavy metal band to me it's like yeah, it's cool musically where they're going, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's not cool. I guess I shouldn't say it's cool. I mean, it's not cool. <laughs> but I have to go with Priest. Definitely. I'm going to go with Priest on that one. I think with Maiden, 
And I've been, I had to take the nesty plunge on Maiden. I had to go see them live before I actually appreciated what they did. Yeah. And because I was never really a big fan of, of theirs. And then in 2014, I went to see them for the first time and I was just like, wow. And that, and then I came back and bought everything, of course. Yeah. But I think they're great live. Oh, absolutely. And I think from like everything from like 2000, when like Adrian and Bruce came back to the band. Yeah. Brave New World. Yeah. The Brave New World stuff from on uh, then on they became more of rather than a metal band like they were in the 80s and 70s 80s and 90s yeah. i think they became a prog rock band yeah exactly in the 2000s era which there's nothing wrong with prog rock for the for everybody out there who's no. gonna give me shit on it <laughs> because, no no but i mean it's iron maiden though you know what i mean right. it's not they're not they're not fucking genesis or or rush um, or you know yes yeah. they're not that band and even with as you said you know like firepower is probably not the best album that judas priest has ever released with exception of nostradamus yeah i mean yeah they've still been pretty dependable the entire time yeah i mean it was it still felt like a heavy metal album though don't you think like i mean oh yeah a little more it was like you know like concepty and kind of like silly in that kind of way but it's still like i feel like they always had that metal edge even with like i guess i'll even give the whole priest thing with uh or the whole priest thing with uh tim owens it was still like pretty fucking metal you know and like they've 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 always kept that metal thing going not to say that you have to stay metal you're a metal band but it's like well motorhead is kind of like they always that's why i've always been gravitated toward like motorhead bands like that because you come to listen to motorhead this is what motor you know what you're gonna get and it's like i'm cool with that i want to know what i'm gonna get oh absolutely something, something that's real something that's like why do i have to like try to figure out an equation before i listen to it what was the first concert you ever went to um uh, technically the first concert you know i was brought there by my parents it was michael stanley at blossom i don't i don't remember who played with him but it was him but the first real concert was kiss was it the reunion one with ace around 96 97 no 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 it was the farewell tour it was the uh, farewell tour yeah it was kiss and ted nugent yes in um, like around so I, 2000 2001 yeah okay so between that and black sabbath i think re- reunion tour there was one around 2002 with with ozzy um i think one of those were, were the first i don't know which one was first but that was those were the first real concerts i went to i started playing concerts around that time too actually i don't know hell yeah yeah, I mean, either of those two being the first first real concert you ever went to, that's that's pretty badass. Yeah, I mean, because like for me, like my age group, like I, I'm, <laughs> I can't see eye to eye with most of them. I mean, because they're they're into System of a Down and um, you know stuff of like that, you know, whatever you know, stuff in the late '90s, corn, all that alternative '90s rock or whatever. And like I'm listening to freaking Cream. Freaking Judas Priest, Uriah Heep, uh, Iron Maiden, you know, just classic heavy metal bands. And like, that's, that's what I know. I mean, I don't know if it could have just been, I mean, I was lucky enough to be around people who are listening to that stuff. I think that's what it comes down to, you know. Which is always interesting because those bands, you know, like you were saying, like System of Down and Corn, a lot of their first major tours were on Ozfest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because I think uh Corn was on like ninety seven or some shit like that. Like one of the first Ozfests <laughs> they yeah. were on that tour. Uh and in ninety nine I saw Slipknot open the second stage. Okay. So yeah. At Ozfest. At Ozfest. Oh, wow. They opened the second stage at Ozfest in, in ninety nine that on the show that I went to. And, oh wow. Yeah. So they were like super young at the time. They were you know, probably early twenties. So, okay. Yeah, oh, it's, wow. yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy shit. like that. Yeah, that stuff. Um, I uh, you know, it was going on, and I and I knew about it. And, you know, I, I I just was like so absorbed into this stuff. Like I'm like I just couldn't get enough of it. I'm like I, I kind of this is what I want to listen to because I, I it just connected with me like in in a crazy way because it's so funny because I just noticed that I was talking to my neighbor like he's same age as me but we start talking about music and i'm like ah, i see 
I, that's that's stuff I'm not. That's not what I'm really into. You know, I wasn't really. It's crazy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't you're, know how that happened. You you weren't a fan of like Soundgarden and and Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains. You were the you were the fan of like you said like Black Sabbath and Cream. Well, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll, I'll say I am. I, I do like like Soundgarden and stuff because some of that stuff was even later '80s, and I kind of it was around. You know those bands close enough. I I don't mind that. Like I I, I like Nirvana too. Actually, I okay. I think they're they're a great band. Uh, you know, but I think it's the stuff after that, like after the mid nineties, was the stuff I didn't really like, like. The like the Oasis and the Wallflowers and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, that exactly. Okay, yeah, where it kind of re reinjected that sixties kind of folk kind of feel to a lot of it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Hootie and yeah. the Blowfish. No. Yeah. <laughs> Funny story. Uh, sorry, man. I get on tangents pretty easily, but like we were, I think we were at the airport one time. We were going to, to play a gig somewhere and the, we actually told the one lady at the desk, like, yeah. she's like, oh, cool. Are you guys in a band or something? Like, yep. Like, What's the name of you guys' in band? We're like, yeah, Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> And she's like, oh, who's Hootie? And, and, you know, one of us raised their hand. Yeah, he, I am. Jesus. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> now that you brought up that name, I had to. I had to. I had to finally say that story. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> uh, my mom. They were a bunch of immature idiots. <laughs> no, fuck it. Um, my mom. When like Hootie and the Blowfish first came out, she's like, "That that's an old band. They played at Woodstock, and no, it was Country Joe and the Fish that played at Woodstock. No. <laughs> that she got them mistaken." I was like, "What?" It's like, "Oh my god, I don't know." Oh yeah, yeah, no, it's not the same band. Definitely not. Uh, being an eclectic person, playing metal as we are, uh, we collect a lot of things. What do you collect? Um, it's funny. My buddy just asked me that question. I don't know, whatever, a couple of months ago, but like, I recently, not nothing, because my, well, I guess my collection is like studio. Like now that I have like a, you know, we have a, a, with a like a recording studio, it's like, dude, that shit's so much money that's like, I can't collect anything else, you know, right. because like you know, buying records, for example, like I have records, but like my collection is nothing you know, compared to people I hang out with. Like, they got like, massive collections. You know, I have enough. I have what I need. So, but it, it's all it's all in the studio stuff for me, like, because I'm always trying to learn how to, you know, work things and kind of w work my way around the whole studio part of it. But it, it's, the gear is expensive. Oh, absolutely. So, And with your studio, is it, uh, obviously, it's di uh, there's digital because of ease of access. You're recording to like a, a, like a Cubase or a Pro Tools or Sonar or something like that, correct? Yeah, yeah. We have, um, you know, we, we have, we have a tape machine. You know, we have recorded to tape, but anymore, you know, we don't do that. It, you know, I mean, you can, you know, the whole idea is cool, but I mean, the technology has gotten so good with the computer side of things that you can, you can emulate tape or whatever, or what, I mean, not even emulate it. You can just the way you record it, you can get it to sound similar. Use the same approach. Right. You know, the, thing, the thing is with tape, the thing is with tape, what people don't understand, they hear the word tape, but they don't realize when you're recording the tape, you're not editing like you would going into the computer. So if you want to sound like tape, play as a band live and record it together and it'll sound like it's tape, you know, you, you can get your saturation and all that you want afterwards, but like it'll sound like a, a tape recorded band because that's how it was done back then. They had to get their parts down and record it. But and, yeah, we, we, go ahead, sorry. And that's why, you know, you get these big, you know, like the Black Album remastered box set will have like take 39 of something on yeah. there and you hear you know you get like these old beatles box sets and shit like that that sit there and say like take 72 of let it be yeah it's because they had to get it down and get it right then yeah yeah which is cool it's, you know you gotta cut you gotta capture a moment you know if you're spending a long time on a record i mean nowadays it doesn't make sense to you know because it's easy so yeah just capture the moment really you know but Definitely. yeah, to answer your question, to go back to the question, um, yeah, we, we, we use Pro Tools. Um, we, we have, well, we have our, the, the main desk is a, it's an Amic Neve console who was, which was owned by Eric Rutan for Cannibal Corpse and 
Hate Eternal. Um, so that board's at our studio, and then we have a bunch of other outboard preamps that we use, you know, recording the signal in. So it's basically, we, you know, you have your the best sounded sounding stuff coming in through the preamps and then through the computer, through the board to mix. Definitely. And, and, that's and, kind of, and that's kind of where I was going with this is you still have the actual equipment there. You're, it's not just like you're putting it directly into a computer and recording and just adding effects after the fact, you know, the digital effects and shit like that. Yeah, I'm sure that happens, but you've got yeah. what you need on the front side. Yeah. I'm always a fan of, like, I like, you know, certain bands, it, it's different, you know, it, it always depends on how, what the band is and what they're about, but, like, for me, I like to hear exactly what I want it to sound like, you know, so if I'm recording something, I try to get that tone to be, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, we can always fix it later, it's like, no, I'd like to start with something and then re- work around it, that way you, you're committed, like, you're you are capturing a moment the only way to capture a moment is to commit to a decision you're making right at that point in time so definitely that's having having the right amount of of saturation and the reverb and shit like that yeah exactly oh yeah absolutely i get it and you know one of the things that that a lot of people don't catch today when you talk about the recording to tape you know as we were talking about a second ago is how much of a bitch editing on tape is Especially if you have to splice anything. Yep, you have to splice it. You got to find the spots, mark it, cut it, tape it. You know, it's and then save that piece because you might need it again. We might decide to add it back in. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, it's cool. Like, I think the tape part of it's cool. Is like if you if you're it's a good it's it's a cool tool because it limits you and it really makes you play better. I feel like that that's where it shines the most. And I have no problem with that whatsoever. I think it's a great thing. But for me, for my output, for one, to kind of keep releasing music, it's way easier, way more cost-effective to just do it in the computer because tape's expensive as shit, man. I mean, even a roll of tape is just, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg, you know? Oh, yeah. And it's, and it's, uh, what, 20 minutes or some shit on a roll? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so you got to buy multiple tapes <laughs> yeah. for, you know, drums. You have your drum tracks, you have your guitar tracks, your vocal tracks. I mean, all that's got to fit on a tape, and you can't, or tape, and you can't, even when you're editing, at some point in time, that tape is just going to wear out, and it's not going to sound as good. It's tough, you know, in that regard. Oh, absolutely. But that's why, I'm, that's why I'm like, you know, it doesn't really make sense for me to do that personally, you know, so I don't. Definitely. Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards. It's going to get weird as the name of the podcast. We're on season two. So you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pinto? No? You ain't no Man. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one, because they stopped beating their wives. <laughs> and weird, we never even thought of. Well, no, my friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. <laughs> weird. <laughs> it's gonna get weird. Is the name of the podcast available everywhere? And thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird, Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. So I've got one more question for you, but before we get into it, do you have any shout-outs you want to give to anybody today? Um, uh, I don't know. I'd give a shout-out to the crew who came out on my birthday uh, last week. That was a great time. I mean, I, just, I don't remember much, but I remember... <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know if you heard, but yeah, I, I fucked my hand up last Sunday. Oh, no. And I... I I think it's like a, it's a fracture in my wrist area right there. So, I mean, they were like from Monday, Tuesday till about Wednesday, I wasn't able to even move my hand. 
Oh shit. Let alone pick up a guitar. So luckily Friday comes along, you know, we have a gig on Saturday and I'm fucking first time in my life. I'm actually nervous to play. I'm like, Oh shit, dude, this is, this is not going to be good, you know, but it, I fucking made it happen and it worked. So, but yeah, you know, that was great. So I'd like to give a shout out to the, you know, Rodney, Hannah, Nina, um, Ian, all the, all my buddies who were kind of hung out that night. It was cool. Hell yeah. Oh, one more shout out. I'm going to give another shout out here. The Haunted Yard in Parma. Gotta go there. I don't know if anybody listening to this is from the Parma area, Parma, Ohio, but my buddies put on like the best haunted yard. Like it's, it's in like three or four yards. A killer, dude. Hell yeah. Super killer. Like, dude, has like animatronic props. I mean, it's great. Karma. That, that's always great. I, I always enjoy, like, there's a, there's a street in Louisville. It's, Hillcrest and they always do okay. Halloween on Hillcrest and every single house on, on both sides of the streets have decorations. And it's That's like, great. and it's like the only street that I've ever seen that everybody does it. So yeah, when, when people get together and do like four or five yards of things like that together, it's super cool. Yeah, totally. Hell yeah. So big awesome. shout out to those guys. Keep it, keep it going. Uh, yeah. So last question of the day. If you could relive any age of your life, what would it be? Relive? Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, you know, I had thought about that. You know, the older you get, you have crazy thoughts. Um, and, like, I kind of like the forward motion. Like, I feel like you can always, like, rethink uh, um, decisions and maybe come up with a better one, but that might be a butterfly effect of other things suck ass. True. Or who knows? So it's kind of like I don't ever look back. I try to look forward in that regard because I think I, I, I do when I, you know, when we were 15, 16, 17 playing music, we had no money, couldn't buy any gear, you know, and it was, it was cool and that, you know, that, like, that whole, like, feeling, but at the same time, it sucked. You know, couldn't afford to go in a recording studio. So it's like to go back to that. I mean, I don't know if I want to do that. You know, um, I'm pretty content to where I'm at right now, I guess. Hell yeah. Because as you said, always looking forward, looking up. Yeah. And definitely going for it. That's how I'm always moving forward, man. It's a forward motion for me, you know, with, with that, with, with all this music stuff. I could sit back here and think about putting out records or different things that's going to happen a year from now, but I'm not even, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to keep putting stuff out. Whatever happens, happens, really. I mean, I don't know. There's no plan. Hell yeah, man. As always, you know, links are going to be listed below. Vanek, dude, thank you so much for coming on the show this week for this special Halloween edition of the Metal Forge. I I said last year, I was like, man, I don't think I'm going to do that again. But you know what? I have to. Fuck it. I have to. And it, cool, it it's always fun, dude. Off of Entrails and Thrills, what do we want to play out today? Um, do you- I, Dude, I think this. The song "The Witch." It's a cool song. It's actually a cover tune. It's um. It's I don't even know if many people know, but it's it's like an old seventies kind of like folky kind of tune. Um, it was written by a dude called Mark Fry. You check it out. It's cool. But I I did the you know I'm like oh, I always I heard like a like a cool riff behind it. I just I always wanted to just do that song. So hell yeah, that one. The witch. Play the witch, man. Perfect awesome. one for Halloween. Definitely. And here it is. This is from Vanek. The Witch. The Witch is looking through my window. Her cold breath on the window pane. She's eating brains and guts. The pipe she'll try to
Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now... We're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on.